are here with another episode of Barbie Does Dating. I am your host, Barbie Berg. We are here with producer extraordinaire, Nicoletti. Hello. Oh, wow. That was quite the voice. <laughs> Hello. And our friend that I never get to see anymore, Steve Solberg. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like always this a isn't treat. Fake. Yeah. I never get to see my buddy. So. I know. Yeah. One that's these, it. That's all he's got that's for us. All. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't live at home anymore. I'm thinking about living in a storage unit. <laughs> I think you need to be like the senior citizens who live on cruise ships. Because I fully intend does. to do that when I retire someday. I, you know, I joked about that one time and they, they, at dinner, they think it's funny and then you do it in a show and they, they get really upset. <laughs> really? <laughs> Don't tell me I'm going to die at sea. <laughs> but I used that exact phrase at dinner and they were like, yeah, and they oh, loved Oh, you it. go into the whole dying at sea thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just do the, I wasn't thinking about dying. I was it's just thinking It's a lot of their be... plans. A lot of them have that exact plan. I mean, I'd be okay Anyways. with that. As long as I, I just don't want to go in a nursing home for 10 grand a month. Yeah, so. yeah, it's too much. It's crazy expensive. Okay, we have a guest. We do. Nick, introduce. I will introduce him. <laughs> this is John Maxim, everyone. Someone may have known the name because he is popular because of his Instagram following. On the John is his handle, right? Yep, yeah, on the John. <laughs> he is a house flipper and um, also one of the two people that run the treasure hunting here in Utah. Every summer, yes? Yeah, the good treasure hunting. There's some knockoffs that aren't us. The publicity you know? hounds known as the Klein fam and uh -huh. on the John. That's right. That's us. So <laughs> thanks for being here. And yeah, no, thanks for having me. This should be fun. We learned that you and Steve were used, used to be neighbors 17-something years ago. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, small world. I always remember the party. I don't know. This story maybe is told too often. I don't know. The party. I think it might have been a while, but I think I know what you're, where you're going. The, yeah, yeah. There was a party. Was it New Year's Eve? Yeah. It was a New Year's Eve party, and man, it was like everybody. It, the largest amount of people I'd seen show up on that block, and uh, and then it was just like we went over, and uh, we were just like I was young, barely out of college, just kind of like cool. I'm here in Salt Lake, and like everybody's everybody at the party is like pretty cool. Like, you know how you show up to a place and you're like, oh my gosh, everybody's hot. And uh, <laughs> and you're kind of like, well, all right. <laughs> you feel outgunned. And, uh, and we hung out for a while. And then, uh, I don't know, we took off. But we hear later on, John tells us, he's like, where'd you guys go? The party was amazing. We broke the floor. And I was like, what? wait, what? <laughs> yeah. No, what? There were so many people. Did it like break all the way? So yeah, well I have like I have a hundred year old house first of all, and yeah, the the reason the party took off so much is I was marketing as a Maxim party because yeah. my last name is Maxim, so it's one hundred percent true. But everybody thought that it was like Maxim magazine, like <laughs> literally people were showing up like, where are the Maxim girls for this party? <laughs> is that I'm why like, everybody was so I'm like, hot. hey, this is great? Right? Maybe maybe they thought they'd was, get their moment in the sun or whatever. Yeah, I'm surprised there wasn't more dudes. So there was, yeah. yeah, so there was, you know, music and dancing, whatever. And in the main living room, the the floor broke. The, there's a fireplace there and the floor joists where the fireplace connects just snapped all, <gasps> all like six of them. And luckily the hardwoods, the original hardwoods held up. So, but it was like a trampoline with like a six foot like, oh my drop and people were like sliding into the crawl space. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was crazy too. It happened at, I don't know, 1145 or something. And so like, I remember I had a, big bucket of 
gum that I was like walking around handing out so everyone could like kiss at midnight. <laughs> and uh, and we didn't want the party to stop because we were so close to the countdown. So we just kind of like got all the guys in the house to kind of push everybody back and like, just don't, don't, don't walk in this area. But oh my gosh. It was just like <laughs> bouncing and stuff. So. so cool. It was crazy. Yeah. That's wow. many people the that's floor quite broke. the party. Yeah. Nice. And that's when you became a house flipper. <laughs> yeah, I kind of dug into it and got in, got a little better. Is it at really? It no, no, oh, I, was, okay. I had done it a little bit before, but I, I wasn't doing it a lot back then. Yeah, so I had met John because he and I had done some forty eight hour film festivals together. So I did the audio for some of his films. One of them actually got Best in the State, right? You went to Nationals. Best Picture, yeah. We went to Nationals. And that was, oh, which one was that? I'm trying to remember which one it was. It was, it was the horror one, it wasn't was, it? Yeah, it was the horror suspense was the, because they, they make you draw a genre. Horror yeah. suspense was the genre. And we, it was called Oblivious. That's it. That's it. So we had two horror characters in a horror movie who were just completely oblivious to all the horror going yeah. on around them. It was fantastic. I love we'll that. We'll have to put a link. That's out on YouTube, yeah? Uh, yeah, we have a link. We have a link we can share with you. Do you still do that, the 24-hour? Uh, we we haven't done it for a while. No, I think once we, me and my best, my other friend Cameron, that uh, were the kind of the driving force of it. Once our his kids became teenagers and I got too many, and so then we <laughs> haven't done it as much. So Yeah, so over time, as happens, John got married and has five kids? Five kids. Five mm -hmm. kids. Wears flip-flops all the time. Even yeah, when he's I, flipping I, I just stopped buying shoes, honestly. Why? I have church shoes and I have hiking shoes, <laughs> mm. you know, which actually I bought those to hike Kilimanjaro. I didn't, I, I still hike in my flip-flops often. Wow. Part of why we wanted you on is you're now recently divorced. Yes. And kind of back in the dating scene. We wanted to be able to talk to you about what's what's new in dating for you as a recently guy back in the dating scene. What What are the challenges you're facing? What are the things you're taking from your previous relationship into this new phase. Well, and I want a little more background just because I don't know, John. So how old were you when you got married the first time? So I got married when I was 25. Okay. To my first wife. Uh-huh. And then we were married for almost five years. Okay. And got divorced. And are and all then, your kids with your first wife? No. No. None, okay. None of them are. Oh, none of them are. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then I was out for like four years dating mm -hmm. and, you know, a divorcee dating in my mid-30s. And flip-flops. And I got married at 33. Okay. And then uh, now I'm, and we were married for 12 years. 12 years. And now we have five kids. Okay. And then um, we got divorced about 18 months ago. Okay. Yeah. And he said nothing was off, like, so. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just give me a little signal. If I do anything that's too much, just be like, mm -mm, stop. But I try to be. Just I mean, take you, have a you have a comedian here, so I thought this was uh, going to be a funny show, but, it but is. go for it. I know. Let's dig is. in. Let's He's dig really in. He's really quiet tonight. Dance for us, monkey. It's go. The, it's the lighting. We're so dim here. It is. It's Why like, is it so dim in here? I can turn up the lights. Maybe we, do we that because it feels a little lighting. weird. Oh, I thought we were going I, for some mood. Oh, I mean, we can go for mood. You know, it's it's not impossible to turn up the lights. It's just throwing me off. The darkness hides the tears. That's. I thought that was your guys' goal. That was the thing. Yeah. You know? We well, and it. he said that I could use this to basically pimp him out. John is a handsome man oh, sitting right you. there. Gosh. Well, I do there have to say, like, soul, like, kindred spirit right there because of the flip-flops. I am laughing because I chose not to wear my flip-flops tonight, even though it's, what, 30 degrees outside? 
Yeah, and 24. Yeah, and it snowed because I live in my Croc flip-flops, and I didn't do it because I so desperately need a pedicure. Like, my feet are so bad that I was like, nope, I'm going to wear my regular boots, and I'm not very comfortable. And I keep looking at his, and I'm like, I want to be in my flip-flops so what bad right Croc flip-flops? <laughs> it is a, it's a comfort thing, right? It is. Yeah, They're it really so is. comfortable. And I get really overheated very quickly, and I found if I do my flip-flops, it, like keeps me regulated <laughs> yes i like the croc brand they're fabulous no, i just don't think i can picture croc i will send you a picture of them right. they are wonderful i'll google it i would live in them all day so just advertising out there for all the ladies that are going huh. to want to have a chance with this twice man. divorced five kids Let's you go. know what's funny is maybe it's just me but i don't find that weird and maybe just because you know my dating coaches told me a long time ago like yours is a little different situation but they're like Twice divorced is not a big deal and you need to like be okay with it because the majority of people that are twice divorced, the second marriage was very short. A lot of people do rebound marriages. And so they're like, please do not like say you can't date somebody because of that. Like it happens. It's okay. Yours obviously wasn't that. So now you're gross and undateable. But But, like, honestly, I don't think that's a big deal. And maybe it's just weird. I don't think five kids is that big of a deal either. I can. What's their age range? Uh, three to twelve. Three to twelve. So I don't know. Maybe I'm that's... still changing diapers. It's, it's fine. <laughs> uh, full custody with the kids. How does that change oh, wow. dating life? Uh, it makes it makes it hard scheduling wise. Yeah, you know, I'm st- and I, and it took me a good little while to figure out babysitters and all this kind of stuff. I mean, so if I want to go on a date with somebody and I have five kids and uh, I have a few low rent babysitters, but if I'm going to go till midnight <laughs> or something mm-hmm. and it's not. A thirteen-year-old kid that I can pay a little bit. There, a lot of babysitters are charging per kid nowadays. Too. Oh yeah. Oh really? And so I'm spending oh, yeah. like hundred and twenty dollars. Wow. Uh, so just on top of my date, I'm already over a hundred bucks just to get a sitter. Wow. You know? Easy. So my son, my twelve-year-old, is almost old enough that I think it will help that he can mm-hmm. start watching the kids yeah. more on lighter stuff too. But with the three-year-old, I think him and the three-year-old are they're not not able to do that yet. But it does. It throws a wrench into it, and then. The other thing that I didn't anticipate that I've figured out recently is, you know, I end up dating a lot of single moms mm-hmm. and I found that a very irritating thing for me. I And I, I probably should never say anything <laughs> negative about a single mom ever, right? <laughs> but most women date guys with five kids all the time, but they have split custody or mm. some sort of thing and they have all this time. And um, single moms, I, I've dated a few single moms with only one kid and they there's just this constant comparing and and comparing of what? we're not the same. Like a, somebody with five kids full custody and someone with one kid full custody is not the same, but they treat it the same. Like it's all like... I have to do all this and this and that, you know, and a lot of times, well, the experience I've had, their, their kids are actually younger and older and it's, mm-hmm. you know, I've got such a wide range <laughs> and there's just this comparing like, well, I can't come to your house because I've got, you know, and I'm, well, I can't either. But then they get upset with me. Well, I've dated guys with five kids. This hasn't been a problem. I'm like, well, it's, di- it's different. It's very different, you know. Yeah, look full at time. Full way, custody so. is a very different situation. But I, I even prefer dating girls with no kids over and a girl with mm-hmm. two or three because they, they kind of get the you're outnumbered thing. <laughs> the girls with one kid don't get it. They think it's so hard. And I'm like, listen, one kid, like that's a walk in the park. You wow. basically mm-hmm. have a cat. Come yeah. On. Like, this is not a difficult <laughs> Put thing. Put a food dish out. <laughs> yes, they get it. <laughs> yeah. I, so that so yeah, I wasn't planning on that being a problem, but I yeah. figured that out just in this last little while. Are you looking for other moms or you know single mothers or or is that just I, how it, the odds I, have happened? I don't discriminate. I, I like all women. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. I don't know all that anybody's women. like that way where they're like, I need a mom. 
Well, yeah. like maybe a 14-year-old boy, but... I mean, I do, I am considering I want someone who's going to be able to step into a mom role mm-hmm. for sure. But I, I, I think there's lots of women without kids that will, would be fine. And How do so. you put yourself out there? How do you, how are you finding? Um, or are they finding you? Cause you're just that hot a ticket. No, nah, a little bit of both. <laughs> it, you know, I get, I, I get, I get set up or okay. not really set up, but I get a lot of people saying, Hey, you two, you guys should talk mm-hmm. kind of thing. I tried the apps for a second, but I'm not, I, I don't even have the bandwidth for all of that. <laughs> it's just too much work. And then yeah. I, I ended up dating a girl who was big on the, the apps. I, I actually, we got into it because I had liked her on Mutual, but then we met on Instagram. Oh. And I was like, hey, is this, did you talk to me because I liked you on Mutual? She's like, what are you talking about? I have no idea. And then she showed me her thing where she's got like 3,200 likes and I get like six a week. And I'm like, yeah, this is, <laughs> these aren't the same thing either. This is totally, and she's like, oh yeah. And they disappear after five days. So if I don't see, if I don't go through them all, I just never see them. And 3,200. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm not. That's a lot. I'm not involved in that. Yeah. I don't know. I th- I've heard that similar for a lot of the pretty girls. They get, they get. It's wow. even for mediocre sweat. girls. Like when I go on there, yeah, I'll normally have like 90, it'll say like 99 plus likes. Yeah. And I'm like. Wow. Jeez. Even I'm doing okay. I'm a solid five, and I'm doing all right. So, <laughs> solid so five. it's definitely the skit. And then for the guys, like, oh well, you can you can get her to see you if you send a compliment. And we're doing a deal right now where you can buy sixty compliments for a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and then you do this. Or, so it's really set up for like, hey guys, pay all this money, and we'll we'll get you that. Wow, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised for the dating podcast you haven't heard that before because well, I was I'm out of I, the game. Well, that's the thing. Uh, that's I was out of the game. So when I came in to like discover how this is all going to work, I'm like, how does this all work? And I'm like, wow, this is just a, a cash grab. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, what a genius idea! Why didn't I think of this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Desperate men. Wow. Uh, and I don't know the apps. Unfortunately, Barbie knows the apps better than probably mm-hmm. Nick and I. I do the apps a little bit, but I get so frustrated. And then I get this weird, like, uh, you, get, you get anxious about it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, too much, too much. Uh, too much to keep up with? Or? Yeah. Like, yeah. if you reject somebody, I feel bad about it. But then if you, like, start talking and then you're like, oh, great. Now I got a text message, buddy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the worst. It's yeah. the Everything worst. about it. Anyways, I wanted to say, I do think, for me, when I'm trying to date somebody and I see they have full custody, it does actually make me more interested in them because I hate the idea of sharing. Like, I don't want to get to know your ex and, and suddenly have this side relationship to be like, yeah, Paul's cool. Like, it's like, whatever. I just want to just, you, that's all I want, the kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the same way for everybody else or... I know I've talked to girls because I kind of get on a lot of my girlfriends that are all in the mid-singles thing. And a lot of us, most of us had never been married before. And a lot of them, I keep trying to get them like, hey, date people that are divorced with kids. And they're like, the main reason they say they don't want to is because they're like, no, they're just going to be drama with the ex. There's just going to be drama with the ex. Mm. And I'm like constantly having to like try to hogtie people in. And I'm like, seriously, like. And so they're, they're like, not oh. even giving them a chance. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Is that an issue? Like, are, are, do people ask about your ex when you go to date? Yeah, it definitely comes up in the uh, the interrogation stage. <laughs> yeah. I found in my, now in my 40s, it's it's like divorced when I was in my 30s. It was, so, yeah, I have a good dating experience in my 20s and then my 30s and my 40s. And it's changed away. And technology's <laughs> made things change a lot too. But 
you know, in my 30s, this was before, I, I mean, LDSsingles.com was sometimes a way to make people, mm-hmm. but not really. Like we, yeah. and Facebook and Instagram, we were using, uh, not even Instagram, Facebook and Twitter, we were using a little bit, but there weren't any of the, of the swipey apps, you know, back then. But, um, uh, in the, in your forties, I've noticed it's, it's all business, which I kind of like, like <laughs> you go on a date with somebody and they don't care to waste their time and you don't mm-hmm. care. And it's just like, and it, it's like a quick interrogation. Wow. It reminds me of the, I, I can't remember what TV show where the two people do it as a business transaction about getting married. It's pretty funny. I, I, uh, News radio had one. And, uh, it just, it's, it gets quick. And I, I mean, I'm surprised if it, it took me off guard at first when I would have women just be like, you're just a little too much for me or you're too juvenile i had one <laughs> say that i posted on instagram because i thought it was so great she's she's like yeah i'm not i'm, I'm want, want more security and less like let's go have fun i'm like wait wait you're rejecting me for being fun <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> i guess i'll take that, that. i guess yeah. i'll take that one but but that's okay because you're getting rid of the people that it's like well you're not worth my time to like i have many more important things to worry about best of luck to you yeah so, so, so yeah, in the interrogation stage for sure. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, people ask about my ex and I, I, um, yeah, I definitely think, uh, I mean, I, it's not something that I've been super concerned about in, for me with like what the, what's the ex-husband like, but I do think it's probably a little different male and female and ex-wives mm-hmm. can Why be a little more, uh, I think probably cause they're more, a lot of, I mean, I don't know, my sister and her divorce and stuff, I think a lot of the drama comes from the kids Okay. And in a lot of relationships, yeah. mm-hmm. the the mother is has more of the kids, even in split 50-50s, mm-hmm. has more of that. And so I think that's where a lot of that drama can come from. Gotcha. So I do see that question come up quite a bit, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Huh. And I guess as you're going through your dating prospects, do you have like a filtering process that you go through like before you even go on a date? Or do you just date? Yeah, I did just date. But... I, but I don't, I genuinely just don't have a lot of time, you know, and I, I know everybody says that we all say that, right. Mm-hmm. We're all so busy, but yeah, but five kids, man. yeah. And, and the five kids thing, I, I was even caught off guard. I mean, I, I, I'm shocked even in, you know, my, my, my marriage was, was great up until the very end. I mean, it happened really fast for me. It wasn't one of those for five years. We knew it was going downhill. Like it was great up until the very end. And, uh, and it's still like, there's so much I took for granted that I, now that I have full custody, like doctor's appointments, mm-hmm. eye appointments, dental, just those three things are huge chunks of, with five kids, like every six months. <laughs> I'm like, holy crap, she did all this stuff, you know? And uh, I can't ever seem to keep milk in the fridge. Like I just, it's always like, dad, I want cereal. Where's the milk? We drink it all. What, what's happened? I even buy it at Costco in bulk. Like there's just so much that goes into it. So so I I was just going on date because that's what I did in my 30s. Like, ah, who knows? Maybe she'll surprise me. This will be great. I'll go out. I don't have kids. And I think I don't have time, but, you know, I'm single and I have tons of time and I'm a lot pickier. So I usually, I just want to feel like there's some connection and attraction, those two things, before I'll, I'll go on a date. I really need to have both of those things. Whereas before, if there was attraction but not immediate connection, I would talk myself into like, oh, maybe we'll connect on the date. Or if... Their attraction was, I don't know, because they have six different pictures and who knows, because that's six different people for all I can Mm -hmm. tell, like which one of them am I going to be meeting? Uh, But there's a connection like, you know, uh, uh, through messaging or talking or something, then I would go on those. But I I just try to get both right away. So I'm maximizing my time, I guess. (laughs) It sounds awful. (laughs) No, it's great. True love is out there, I promise. (laughs) 
<laughs> but you're right. Like it kind of does almost feel a little bit more like a business transaction, especially at the beginning. It's like, okay, here's my deal breakers. Are you any of those? Okay, bye. I just don't have I don't have time or desire to. Yeah, and when and, you, you get a little older, you learn that people don't change very easily mm-mm. either. When you're younger, you're very optimistic, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure that thing will work itself out. Uh huh. And now we're like, no, I've seen that too many times. Yeah. And I think even when you're younger, it might. Like probably you change yeah. a ton when you're that young. When you get to be in your forties, you kind of start to be like, "This is who I am," and mm-hmm. I don't have a ton. Like your haircut doesn't really switch much from the time you're forty to the time you're dead. I think <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> and so other things aren't going to change around either. So um, that's so true. And and then <laughs> now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, wait, that's really true. <laughs> if there's like a fun way to do those things too, I, I it doesn't necessarily have to be fun, but. But yeah, like the back and forth quick banter, sometimes that's almost funny when it's like, yeah, I went on a date, sucked, and we're out. (laughs) They they make the better stories, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) for sure. My favorite one, real quick, like I was on a date with a girl. We were at dinner and she starts talking about the apps, you know, and it was early. And I don't know, maybe I had like a pathetic look on my face or (laughs) something, but it was kind of obvious she wasn't interested. And then she was like, well, you really, you're great. You're a great guy. You should really just try the apps. And I'm like, I'm nervous about the apps. You know, I've been married and I, I, I didn't, we didn't do apps back then. And it just seems like where people go to cheat and catfish. Like, I, I don't know. I'm scared of them. She's like, oh, no, no, here, give, give me your phone. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do? And she's like, oh, I'm just going to set you up. And she literally just made me a Bumble account right at dinner. Like, I'm wow. on a date with her buying her <laughs> meal. And she's creating a bumble. She's writing the thing. She's picking the picture. She's like, is it okay if I go through your pictures? I'm like, yeah, sure. Uh, go ahead. Oh, my god! She made a pretty good bumble account, which I've never really met anyone on or used. But uh, I now have a bumble account that was set up by my date. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's great, actually. Set up great for story. his dating with his date. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we didn't go out again. No. I was going to say, at what point did you say, so this isn't going to happen? Yeah, it was right? at dinner. That's, that, again, when you get you get a lot more blunt, I feel yeah. like. Like, it's, that's the thing that's changed the most this time around for me is, is not just me, but also the women I'm with are a lot more blunt than they were, mm-hmm. you know, in my early, the 20s, early 30s crowd. I'm curious when they say that you're not mature enough, how are you... Conveying. Exposing that uh, in, in a date situation. I mean, they don't know your history, right? Or are um, you opening with, I burnt a car? Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, part of the thing is, uh, you know, that the other thing is, if you're pretty open on Instagram and Facebook, even if they didn't know about me, they can learn pretty quickly. And mm-hmm. I, I have a public account, and I'm po- posting constantly, and it's pretty easy to get to know me pretty quick and that it's always it's kind of weird actually because even i haven't had a whole i, I got to be careful with like fan dates i know this sounds oh. ridiculous but there was mm. a little a little uh controversy with our last treasure hunt where some woman i was following who i don't i don't know who she was or why i followed her i just follow treasure hunters who yeah. post about it in the beginning and uh People think that some stuff was leaked and it got all weird. And so now it's like, okay, no treasure hunters or catfishing, you know, because it can come back. So I'm always pretty careful. But even the ones that I meet that don't know anything about me, by the time we go out, they've scrolled my Instagram. Like I can tell when they know stuff that they're not letting me know they know. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to be public about your life, you might as well be public because they're going to, they're going to know it all. So I, I, I think they find out. Okay. The silly stuff that makes me seem immature. 
for a father of five. <laughs> it wasn't like anything on the date, like you brought a whoopee cushion or anything. Oh, come on. That would be <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Sounds fun. Yeah. She's throwing Steve under the bus. I totally did did just throw Steve under the bus. (laughs) Is that a first date? Every date? Yeah, yeah. Every date. It's how you know. Every date. You want a woman who thinks that farts are funny. (laughs) (laughs) Not every date, but it was a first date. I just have to give you a younger. No, no. no. I'm sure that all your listeners know, but how did she react? Is it good or bad? Bad. Bad. (laughs) And I didn't even, that, that wasn't when I was done. I was like, that's okay. We can adjust. But then I did a playful kick. It playfully <laughs> kicked her in the butt, which is a weird thing to do. But uh, Was it and, behind uh, you? Like one yeah, of the back yeah. little behind. Oh, like mm-hmm. you That's twist fun. your uh, leg kind of weird. And she said, don't kick me. And I was like, this is this is over. <laughs> yeah, kicking's a deal breaker. The truth is, it had never begun. It had <laughs> never <laughs> begun. But in my head. You were super young, We were young, so though. much further along. Yeah. I'm sorry, Steve. I just have to give you a hard time I, about that. One. I feel like the whoopee cushion's a great idea. I might try it. It should That's maybe fantastic. come back. Yeah, you're gonna be single because uh, <laughs> yeah, they would laugh, right? Until he finds I mean, the right person. If they do yeah. laugh, we if we they get do, right that's at, like we a, can move right along really quickly. Yeah, that greases the wheels a lot. Yeah, when you think about it, they're like, oh, they can laugh at life. That's great. <laughs> I like it. See, but I feel like I can laugh at life. Uh, but there's a lot of things that I would not laugh at. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, Some people don't like that. If you style brought a whoopee cushion humor. on a first date, I'd probably punch you in the face and leave. I would not find it amusing you even a little bit. Punch someone in the face? No, but I'd probably in the crotch. It, that was actually what I was going to wow. say. First. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. But <laughs> if you're going to do it, just do it. Yeah. But yeah. I'm somebody who. I love humor and I love a good sense of humor, but I don't like goofy. And as soon as you go to goofy, I'm done. I just shut off. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Too goofy? What about the guy with the Rubik's Cube that everybody's into? Dude, what? I don't understand why people are finding you him so this? attractive. <gasps> He's on TikTok. Oh, my and gosh. The song, there's a song, Vanilla Baby. Yeah. Yeah, and TikTok, everybody mimes, makes uh, lip syncs or whatever. And he's doing a Rubik's Cube, and then he throws it, and he's like, I'm Vanilla Baby. And everybody... They're losing their mind. Women have gone crazy for this guy. So I don't know if you know Rubik's Cube. I will I admit, Rubik's Cube, the I Rubik's seen Cube part is hot. For some reason, It has to do with his fingers. It's a whole thing. It's Weird. But then everybody's like, look how hot he is in his clothes. And I'm like, he is dressed like a 60-year-old man going to play bocce ball. Like, what is happening? I saw I'll some people you, argue you a lot yeah, that they said, hey, he's goofy. And one guy was like, you all need to lower your, or you need to raise your standards. This guy's goofy. And then uh, she replied with like, that's exactly what I'm looking for. And you criticizing this guy being like, he's goofy is the reason why you're not getting picked. I don't know. So I don't know if there's an advantage to the fact that you're being playful. I don't know. I think the odds are just high. If you're out and you're getting kind of, viral video you're going to have a higher percentage or a higher chance that someone yeah will find some of it is just, yeah. uh, just law wider averages, net. right no but like i just rewatched the video just now as we were talking and i'm like i don't take him as goofy as at all oh uh, okay no yeah, yeah. Oh, as soon as you go goofy mm-mm. and what's goofy i mean other i than do hate cushion. when people are always making jokes every single sentence they say is a joke or a one-liner or that oh i'm done i'm done or like a movie <laughs> quote or whatever yes it's like trying to date Jim Carrey in The Mask, where every single line was just a one-liner. 
And I'm like, can you not have a real conversation at all? So I think the reason, not to get all serious, the reason I don't enjoy it is because I associate goofiness with instability. And because in my past, that's always proved to be true. Like the goofier they are, they're not able to say, hold down a job or be there for me emotionally or these things. And so mm. as soon as I start getting a hint of that, like my body's like, mm -mm, no, we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. Well, I told you the story about the guy that I dated with the T-Rex that did the T-Rex arms. Yes. That's instability? It's because he had T-Rex arms when No, but ran? it's goofy. And oh. I just, and really? I told you that the thought I had. intentionally goofy. Okay. That's not intentionally goofy. Was he doing it on purpose? Yeah, like he was being goofy. Oh, I so thought what you he were did just saying he... that he ran that way just kind no, of no, naturally. No. He wasn't running. The guy oh. that took his arms, and I was dating this guy, and he would put his arms in his t-shirt. So it was just like this. Mm. And he'd be like, I'm a T-Rex. And it was oh. funny. But the whole time, the only thought that I could have was I was like, that's so funny. I never am going to have sex with you. <laughs> and that was just the thought that I just kept having. I was like, not sexy funny not sexy so but that again that's just me i'm weird about stuff i know <laughs> he's sitting over there like no t-rex arms okay maybe i shouldn't do that on a date with a whoopee cushion yeah. <laughs> i like a nice mix some sarcasm yeah. some goofiness you know you gotta play around with it. yeah when you, you have do. kids you gotta be goofy a lot goofy is, is, is the more important humor with them yeah. They don't get my sarcasm sometimes. It's so irritating. Yeah, they... How weird that a three-year-old doesn't get your sarcasm. <laughs> and references. Useless. You said you were going to kill me. What What are you talking about? I was just joking. What are you, did you not understand my tone? Come on. <laughs> not really going to kill you. <laughs> to the point that you are, you're mid-40s and people are still thinking that you are immature in some way. Do you find that, that that's... A good thing for them to tell you because then you then you know I'm I'm you're not my person like this is it's, yeah it's good that they're coming out with that stuff or does it still kind of sting do you no feel like... no it doesn't sting no I think that it's it's good to kind of find people you're similar to and you know with uh, I mean it it uh, she associates it with instability and and I uh, like with me everything's about risk right you know, I flip houses I'm okay. constantly like. Oh, look, this is the most terrible house anyone's ever seen. I'm going to buy this and I might <laughs> lose money on it, mm -hmm. actually. You know, and, and, uh, and then, oh, I'm, by the way, I'm just going to take $10,000 of our hard earned money and just bury it in a box and put it in the mountains. <laughs> and then I'm going to do Instagram videos about how go, go find it. Like, there, there are a lot of women who would not put up with me with that kind mm -hmm. of stuff being like, I think it's super cool. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I got I've got to run and check on the treasure because our camera went out in the, <laughs> at four o'clock in the morning, even though we have, I'm sorry, like I got to go do this, you know, and I'm going to put on a disguise. Yeah. I, so people that, so, so I don't know if I'm, I, I don't know if I'm goofy or I, I don't know what kind of humor I fit in with, but I like to set the bar pretty low on first dates on purpose too. Okay. And so I bring out some of the, my worst traits because I like to be able to only go up from there if I like her. <laughs> and, um, and so, you know, I'll, I'll joke around a little bit more and, and mm -hmm. probably be a little, I don't know, give off a little more of a immature is what I've been described as most, which I don't, I don't know. <laughs> You're immature. <laughs> Your face is immature. I'm yeah. rubber, you're glue. I mean, all my conversations are with 8, 11, and 12-year-olds, so I, I feel like I can't be very mature anyway. Okay. So what are you looking for? Um, it's funny. And how has that changed, maybe? Yeah, well, I, I, I'm obviously looking... Right now, I'm looking for a mother. 
because for when, your children when we get married <laughs> yes not for me let's clarify not for me <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I guess, you know, it's funny. I, one of the guys in the office, we always joke about a help meet. I'm looking for a help meet. But you can't go <laughs> uh-huh. into dating like that because women are like, I'm not coming to do all these chores for you. They, yeah. You know, they, they, yeah. they get, it's like the, they get the wrong idea. This exactly. Is not, yeah. And that's not, you know, I'm not looking for that. But I have found it's it has gone over pretty well in the interrogation stage to mm-hmm. say I'm looking for a mother for my kids because right away they're like, if the, if it's something they're sensitive about, they bring it up right away. Like, oh, no, no, I'm, I have my career. Mm-hmm. I have my son, like blah, 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 blah. And, or if it's something that they've always been excited about, like it comes out pretty quickly. I honestly, both my marriages were great. Just mm-hmm. maybe like my last wife, only a little more loyal on one of them and then a little <laughs> less crazy the other one. Like that's all I'm I like. I, I'm not that picky to be perfectly honest. You know, maybe that's why I've been married twice. But honestly, like just even hearing you talk about it, like it's so different than the vast majority of guys that I've met or even on the apps or whatever. As soon as they're divorced, it's so often that they just sit there and they just want to talk about how bad their marriage was or how horrible she was and everything. And I'm like, I have zero desire to hear about this, especially if you have kids. I'm not going to go into a relationship where you just hate your ex-wife so much. I just can't even handle that because I'm very much someone... I'm a weird person. Like, I've always wanted to be a stepmom. I've always wanted to marry somebody who already has children. And I want to have a relationship, like, if they're divorced, like, yes, I'm going to be that mom that's like, okay, it's your mom's birthday. Let's all make her cards. Let's go shopping for it. Like, I'm very much that type of person. Not that we're all going to, like, live in a big, happy house, but I'm much more about we all need to have a good relationship. And as soon as they start talking negatively about everything, I mean, I get it. Marriages can be hard. But I'm like, if that's all you can talk to me about, I can't. I'm done. I can't hear that in front of the kids. I'm a child of divorce. We're not doing that. So hearing you talk about it like, my marriages were good. Clearly they didn't work out, but they were good. I'm like, oh, that's so refreshing to hear. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. What's happening? I don't uh, even understand. Can, yeah, it's natural. We tend to focus on the negative mm-hmm. a lot, but, um, and maybe it's because of the full custody thing, which is not a common thing, but I'm constantly thinking like what's best for my kids and mm-hmm. forgiving my ex is better for them. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So maybe I, maybe it's not fair to the other guys who, cause you know, that 50%, the nights I don't have my kids are, are my worst, most negative nights. I try to mm-hmm. fill them with stuff all really? the time because I just, yeah, it's, and so I imagine that men who get divorced and they don't have their kids, you know, the kids take that away because I'm constantly having to meet their needs and yeah. I don't really get to go down that deep hole like if i had a week off without mm-hmm. my kids that that you wouldn't that's like difficult that. no oh guys being with them such... is like the best yeah well it's it's the best i love it first of all but also it helps it helps me not to dwell on maybe the the sadness or the the negative parts of my situation in mm-hmm. fact we, i had my first christmas i got my kids the first christmas because our divorce was right before and i think my spouse felt uh were uh, more responsible. So she was like, yeah, I have Christmas. So this was Christmas where the kids were going to be with her. So two weeks of school off, I get, it would, it would be my, the longest time without them. And uh, I called her and I'm like, hey, I got this great idea. Like, you know, we, we have, there's seven, you have them for seven nights in a row. And it's not like she lives in another state or mm-hmm. anything. I'm like, how about each night of the five that's not Christmas Eve and Christmas, I just come take a kid and I we just have like a one-on-one night with them. Oh, that's and a she's great like, oh, idea. that's cool. And it was the best week ever. <laughs> I had so much fun. I went and picked up the kids and I'm like, all right, I went to, I'd go to work and then I, I'd go get the kids at six. And I'm like, all right, tonight's your night. Anything you want to do, 
Anything? Yeah. What you dinner? Like we'll go to the arcade. Like one of my kids, we stayed up till three a.m. Wow. Playing Shut Xbox, up. and he loved it. And then my daughter went to an arcade out of of all uh, Dave really? and Bu- Dave and Buster's, and we were there till like twelve thirty. You know, it's like. <laughs> It was, it, and they just jam packed it. But it was just an opportunity, you know, when I have five kids, it's to spread mm-hmm. it out with them. And I didn't get that, like, oh, I'm sad. I'm all here by myself, or yep. I'm going to go fill it with some random girls on dates that I'm not, yeah. you know, I like it. Would, I like, I highly recommend it to anybody listening that has kids because you don't so get a lot great. of one on one time. And it totally took that miserable week away that I was dreading. So still, I haven't mm-hmm. had to go down that hole because I Do keep feeling like, it with You haven't kids. gotten closure? What's that? Do you, have you not gotten closure from the relationship then because you just haven't no, had I, a chance? No, I think I've I think I've gotten closure. Oh, okay. How did I, that happen? How did I get closure? Yeah. I had a really good rebound. <laughs> I think. Dude, okay. rebounds? Really? No, she she was yeah. great. She, she was a great person. Yep. It really helped me to kind of see the things that were wrong and see mm-hmm. how there couldn't be a, a me and my ex again, which I know mm-hmm. a lot of guys can't say that. And I, I don't, I'm not saying everyone should, but that's what I needed foreclosure because otherwise I, I could wait it out or yeah. what ifs or figure it out. But, um, the rebound, like, and it's not, I'm not like saying like a really hot, sweaty rebound <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> like it was a very good relationship mm-hmm. with a person, you know, that worked out. To just kind of help get me through that and and let me see that. Rebounds are key. Like some people are like, no, that's horrible. Nope, rebounds are good. But do you want to be the rebound? I think there's a balance. I think also as long as you're both aware that maybe it's not, I mean, not saying it couldn't be serious, but like if she's shopping for rings and you're like, oh, this is just fun. That's obviously not good. But no, I think rebounds are incredibly helpful. Did you go into it knowing like this is a rebound? Well, yeah, I mean, she she knew that my marriage had just barely ended. Mm-hmm. And so when we were talking and I'm being honest with her, like, you still love your ex-wife? I'm like, I do. Mm-hmm. If she wanted to come back, would you go back to her? Yeah. yeah. And I feel bad about it. And she's like, ah, I don't care. <laughs> wow. Keep, wow. Just, I'm having fun. Let's just keep dating. Okay. She sounds okay. really healthy. Yeah. It was, that's yeah. And cool. that's, I think, what it was. Mm-hmm. She, she was very cool. emotionally healthy. So I think that helped. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, spending time with those people changes you. Yeah. And it makes mm-hmm. you healthy emotionally because you're like, oh, that's how they walk. I walk like that too. Yeah. It's like you start to behave and sync up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, awesome. I was going to say, do, do you find that you date around, because if you're not doing the apps, are you dating people that you just see in like. Yeah, that's another new thing for me. Mm-hmm. So the apps were I not great. And, um, you know, different way, like I say, different ways, but I've, it, I'm, and it, maybe it's because I'm 40 and I'm not as concerned as I used to be, but I, like, even in my thirties, I was scared to just walk up to girls and just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I'm not anymore. And the problem I've run into with that, um, I am looking for somebody who's LDS, mm-hmm. um, and I live downtown and I swear there's no LDS women hanging out downtown. Not where we used to live. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> everywhere. Like I go to the Gateway, or I'm at a food court down there, and I'm I talk to them, and I'm, oh, they're not there. Yeah, they're not there. Mm-mm. So I got to go south or something. But um, <laughs> but then the, my age radar is really bad too. Like I ran into a girl out at the Draper Park. My daughter <laughs> ran into her and totally did like the exact thing you wanted to like do. Like rom-com? my dad is looking for a girlfriend. Like, oh, this is so great. <laughs> and so we talked and it's we we hit it off. It was cute, but all my kids are running around and so. So it was brief and I'm like, well, maybe I can get your number. And she's like, well, here's my Instagram, you know? And then we started chatting and she's 23, which 
Whoa. It's really young, but I couldn't tell. I mean, and she couldn't tell. I had a beanie on. And I'm not saying I like completely, I mean, yeah, she was pretty young. <laughs> Did me. you go out with her? No, I didn't. We didn't end up. Oh. I think she didn't think I was 46 either. Yeah. I think that was weird for her too. Sure. But oh. we we kind of laughed about it. And I don't know. I, I remember when I was 30 telling some of my roommates how I had gone out with a 21-year-old mm-hmm. and how the, just the conversation was taxing because they were like a child. And Yeah. yeah you I know, can see that. So I haven't really gone way i haven't really gone below 30 on purpose or anything but i (laughs) but i end up but i end up hitting on girls that are in their mid to late 20s all the time and and usually it's them that's like ah you're you're maybe a little too old or you have too many kids or you're too Too lds or something you know (laughs) or too immature i get that from the 26 year olds too why is the lds thing is it more important now than it used to be or how does how has that changed uh if is it this has. like yeah? Is this an LDS? Yeah, basically. Podcast? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Ish. So uh, my first marriage was a temple marriage, and um, it was great. But my second marriage, she's not a member of the church, mm-hmm. and I had actually gone through dating. You know, I was in singles branches and doing everything, but I just wasn't meeting someone I connected with. You know, and I was getting frustrated, and so then I started to branch out, and. Um, ended up getting married to someone who's not a member. And, you know, everyone thought we were awesome. And we were, until we weren't, at, you know, (laughs) having an interfaith marriage. And she was pretty supportive in the first several years she came to church. And then she stopped coming, but she's still okay with the baptisms and all those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Um, But people, you know, later on in our marriage, people would ask me, like, is it hard? And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. And I, I, even though we're doing it and I love my wife and I, and we, our kids are happy and stuff. I would not recommend to anybody that they do this. Um, and because, and it, it's exactly what really happened too. Like COVID hit and she lost a friend. Um, and then her brother actually died in the same year, not of COVID, but these really difficult life trials happened in her life. And she didn't have, and the things that I were trying to use to comfort her, which is my religion she didn't really believe in. And so we weren't able to like connect there. And so she started to find solace in other things that were contrary to what I believed in. And it just, just slowly, you know, that last year just kind of pulled us, Mm -hmm. pulled us apart. And so I think what I learned through that is the most important thing is like when really difficult things happen, which they always happen in marriage. And we went through other difficult things that we were able to get through. But when it comes to the really like existential stuff, like death, not having a shared faith in how that all works really didn't work out well for us. And, you know, if it wasn't that it could have been something else. And I don't don't know, maybe we could have made it work, but, but you know, a a lot of people will say this and you've probably seen yourself like death changes people, Mm -hmm. you know, close deaths in their families really can change people a lot. And it, it did, it changed our whole dynamic really quickly. Yeah. So. And I don't know about you guys, but the older I get, the more people are dying. Yeah. yeah. It's happening more and more and more. Yeah. Well, you remember and, in your twenties, you were going to all these weddings and now I'm starting yeah. to go to all these funerals. All the funerals. It's, like, yeah. it's like the new thing, like every weekend. So who died this week? Yeah. yeah it's crazy. And we're not, not quite that, that old, old, but we're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> But it's true, and and I would imagine that more that that happens, the more that that's could cause division. So you're looking for that specifically. It's a red flag if you're not like it's a deal breaker. I actually have a date tomorrow with somebody who's 
not really active anymore. Okay. And I was, I was just, just before I came here, was talking to my buddy who's like, I thought we were done with that. I thought you were, <laughs> I thought you were sticking to the LDS girls. I'm like, ah, I don't know. We, should, we connect. I'm like, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. Giving so it a shot. I, I, it's funny because he actually used the word optimistic because I was like, well, I, you know, I went out with Faye and we had a great 12 years and I have five kids and it was awesome and amazing. And he's like, yeah, you were way more optimistic back then than you are now. Are you sure? <laughs> you? And I'm like, ah, I don't know. Like, so I, I once again, I, I try not to be too, I, I'm not, I'm not a, uh, Red flag, we're done. I'm, I'm, I guess mm-hmm. I'm not there yet. Maybe I haven't done enough, gotten frustrated enough in dating because I, I remember getting that way in, in my 30s before her. But uh, so I, I'm still pretty open mm. if, like I said, the attraction and the connections there where I think, okay, this person, but I probably should get there sooner because it is, <laughs> because it, it can become an, an issue. And I, I, that was the issue with my rebound, actually. So, okay. is we just didn't see eye to eye religiously and, with my kids, it's, it's that's the most important thing. So mm-hmm. nice. People I dated before Heidi were all non-members. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And that's why we broke up. One of them was like, "I'll get baptized," and I was like, "Really?" And then I was like, "Well, you know, the idea is to get married in the temple, mm-hmm. and that means that your parents, if they're not members, won't be able to come." She's like, "Nope, nope, we're out. My parents have to be able to come to the wedding." It's like, "Well, you." In my head, I'm going, well, you're not really converted yet. So you, you'd you be willing to make that sacrifice. But it illuminated to me just how fundamentally different. Mm-hmm. We just did not share the same, I guess, eternal goals in that regard. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that that's how it is for everybody. But I know that for me, it's been a, the thing that's carried us through the hard times. We have a shared set of principles that we can both go to and can guide us. I actually, I used this example the other day because I got COVID before Christmas Mm -hmm. and I lost my sense of smell and taste. And I, at some point, had to get back to making dinners. I I cook dinners for our family. Mm -hmm. And how do you cook a meal for someone when you can't taste it? Yeah. Or smell it or know anything about what you're preparing? Yeah. And the analogy came to my mind, well, just follow the recipe and then you'll know basically what its outcome will be. And if you've made it enough times, you know the nuances of it. And for me, it was, well, what's my recipe in life? If I can't sense, you know, if I don't have a spiritual connection or if I something like that, what is my recipe? And for a relationship, I think your recipe can include your faith. I think it can be that thing that you can both go back to and say, we need a little bit of guidance here when we're not fully sensing what we need to or being aware of what we need to. And you go back to that. And and so for me, that has carried us through some really hard stuff. So I think it's okay to make it a deal breaker. I, I mean, I'm not suggesting it. I'm saying I think it's okay if someone chooses to do that because, again, I've seen enough hardships in marriage to know that you want all the chips stacked in your favor from my perspective. Yeah. but See, it's hard for me because... Especially, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, that was good. Especially in Utah, I am not Mormon enough for the Mormon guys, and I'm too Mormon for the non-members. And so I'm just kind of like, cool. (laughs) I'm just going to hang out right here. And I'm like, I just need somebody that gets that. I'm like, yes, I'm strong in the church, but that doesn't mean I'm there every week. That sounds horrible, but like, I just need someone who's cool with how I am that understands, like, yes, the church is a very big part of my life. So I'm very open to dating non-members, but my big, my deal breaker is as soon as you go anti in any way, we're done. So like, whether you're inactive or whether you're not a member of the church, you very, like, I'm like, as soon as you go 
anti, we're done. I'm gone. But yeah. Because that's a different church. That's a whole different church. <laughs> They're pretty good missionaries. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to hear about it. And you're going to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Well, is there anything else you would like to say about yourself to pimp yourself out? Oh, boy. No, I. That's I think, an intense. I don't know. I, <laughs> does she have to say to somebody? Come on. Elevator pitch. Uh, <laughs> don't feel that pressure. Remember, remember <laughs> I what I said it. about setting the bar low. You know? like, yeah. Do you do you feel that the sub, the person that you want to find next has to also be into treasure hunting, setting up those kinds of things and house flipping? How much of your life do they need to be in harmony with or share with you? Do they have to be kind of in the same hobbies and no, professions? No, and all I mean, that? <clears throat> again, based off my last two marriages, both of my wives and I were not compatible in those ways, but. Um, we were both very supportive of each of what made each other happy. So, you know, like my, it's funny, uh, uh, house flipping, I'll just use for example, I, I, I work with a lot of other house flippers. Like we, we hang out and we, we get to know each other and a lot of them, their wives are involved in a, a lot of the stuff like, Oh, they want to pick out the designs. They want to know the numbers. They want to, mm-hmm. Oh, we lost money. Are you sure we should be doing this? And, and I got into it and both my wives didn't care at all. Mm-hmm. It was crazy to me because it, that's not the norm, but it worked really well because then they could be supportive, but not really have to be like in it. But as far as like, uh, like uh, when I keep saying connection, because we, we enjoy a lot of the same things. We have really great conversations. That's super important to me. But you know, if they, like my other wife, she, my ex-wife, she, when the treasure hunting started and came, she, she hates hiking and the outdoors mm. and doesn't want anything to do with it. But she loved all the positive impact that it had. Like we, we used to lay in bed and read some of the text messages I would get from people saying how this had like changed their lives and reconnected them with their teenagers and all these mm. kinds of things. And she loved that. So she was super supportive of me going and doing it, but never actually doing it. So I, I just keep hanging on the, I, I use the word connection. I don't know, maybe there's a better one, but Mm-mm. like you meet somebody and there's just this like thing and you can feel it and you know it. And then, you know, I uh, the the church thing I like to bring up early, <laughs> yeah. again, like setting the bar low. Like, yeah, by the way, I, I go every week and have a calling and actually read and pray and stuff. I, I, <laughs> I do that stuff. I'll, I, I fall asleep during general conference just like everybody else, you know, like I'm not mm-hmm. that bad. But I like to bring it up. And when they're not members, I like I let them know right away, like this is an, imp- an important thing to me, which I didn't do earlier on when I was doing it, you know, I didn't, I wouldn't let them know how important it is to me, but I'm didn't, I don't just disqualify them for it. And I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll decide that's a mistake later on, but then the optimist in me is like, well, think of all the converts who, you know, yeah. who found yeah. somebody and then did that. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, I, I just want to keep it as far as dating goes, like I've done with everything, keep it light until I find somebody that I have a lot of fun with and want to mm-hmm. go and, and not take the rejection. And that's easier nowadays too. Cause I'm so used to being rejected in all the other parts of my life, <laughs> my kids, my business <laughs> work, like all these other things, even, even online and Instagram, you get people that hate you. Like it's, it's, you know, you want you to get to be 40. You've been rejected a lot. It's not so scary <laughs> as it used to be. Right. So it's just like, yeah. Oh, you don't like me. Oh, all right. Let's go talk to the next girl over there. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to do a treasure hunt this year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When do people need to tune in to your Instagram? They should do it right now. Yeah, Get it's, up on it's it. a little dangerous. <laughs> we we would like to do it right now, but it, it gets dangerous uh, when the oh, snow is oh, out. Oh, not the, the snow. snow, but I mean, just follow you right away. Yeah, oh, yeah. You can follow me whenever. I I don't. 
I try to keep it interesting. You know, I try not to be too annoying. But usually in, in May or June, we're, we start to, we, we like to, we like to get the kids involved as much as we can. So we like to get it right around the end of school or something to get the big hunt going. And maybe give a very brief explanation of how that all goes so people know what we're talking about. Yeah. So we kind of base it off Forrest Fenn and we just, we write a, like a 10 to 12 line poem that is very cryptic and convoluted and has a lot, like there's, you can't solve it very easily. And we go hide an actual box of treasure with actual cash in it in the mountains somewhere. And we just leave it open for anybody. And then every week we'll release a clue if it doesn't get found. And some of them get found so fast it feels like we shouldn't have done it. And some of them, <laughs> it takes so long that we feel like we shouldn't have done it. So, you know, I don't know there's, if there's a perfect thing, but we the whole idea behind it was a real live treasure hunt that's not messed with and that anybody anywhere can do and solve. So they, they would tune into your account. You give these clues and people like by the thousands are going out and trying to find was it 25,000 was this last year? Yeah, 20 we did uh we did 20,000 and we have two different kinds of hunts. We have one that's a little bit more like Ready Player 1 where you do it's more of a scavenger hunt with challenges and mm. then you hit find a QR code and it gives you a new challenge that you have to go figure oh, out or cool. sends you to a video game. It's pretty intense. People all love it until they realize, "Oh my gosh, this is going to consume my life." So it's mm-hmm. best done as a group or with families and stuff. But that one was 30,000 we just did. Okay. Um, wow. So we usually do we we've done two a year for the last three years and we'll do those two and then we mix it up with some weird ideas we come up with a weird idea for a hunt like we gave away a trip to mount kilimanjaro last year oh that's cool and it was more of a we we rented out ktr and just did a whole bunch of physical challenges so that we could make sure that the person didn't die on kilimanjaro (laughs) 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 uh, anyway just it's just a fun and it's a fun hobby really yeah remind us what the instagram is on the john on the john John yeah. with an H or no H? With an H, yeah. With an H. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. thank you so much for coming. Hopefully, I mean, we weren't as funny as you probably were expecting. Sorry. <laughs> no, that was great. <laughs> Sorry to Super disappoint serious. you. Yeah. <laughs> I love being serious. Yeah, I can tell. It's my favorite. It's his favorite. He loves it all the time. Well, thank you again for coming. And if anybody has any suggestions for anything, we have our website or we have our Facebook and Instagram page at Barbie Does Dating. And we'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs>